and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I am so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of any experimental injection, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful for you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founder's Bible, and it is a New American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founder's era. Truly is a beautiful Bible for your home, for your family, and you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I am also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy today if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, it's exciting. I am on the second page of the two pages of the printout of the five-day Bible reading program. We are on the second page. We are on in week 37. It's amazing. So today is day 182. And if this is your first time here, welcome, right? I mean, I'm just so glad that you found uh, this podcast, that you clicked on today's episode. And so you can absolutely join in and reading the Bible for the rest of the year this year, go to the end and then come back to any episodes before this one. And that can be your year uh, in reading the Bible. Or you can absolutely stop this episode right here and go to the day one episode and declare that today is going to be your first day in reading the Bible in a year. And you absolutely do not have to wait until the 1st of January. Okay, so I'm just so glad you're here. So let's go ahead and get started today. We're going to be reading Isaiah 49 through 52. And I'm just realizing I didn't even thank you if you've been here since the beginning. Thank you so much for being here, for doing this, for choosing to let God, the Word of God, transform your life. Yay. Awesome. Right? So I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're doing this. So I just wanted to make sure that I gave you all a shout out, right? All of those of you have been here since the beginning. That's awesome. Okay. So, but for real, we're going to be reading Isaiah 49 through 52, Psalm 69, and 1 Corinthians 14 today. Isaiah chapter 49, salvation reaches to the end of the earth. Listen to me, O islands, and pay attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he named me. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword, in the shadow of his hand he has concealed me. And he has also made me a select arrow, he has hidden me in his quiver. He said to me, You are my servant Israel, in whom I will show my glory. But I said, I have toiled in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely the justice due to me is with the Lord and my reward with my God. 
And now says the Lord, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God is my strength. He says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations, so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and its Holy One, to the despised one, to the one abhorred by the nation, to the servant of rulers. Kings will see and arise. Princes will also bow down. Because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, in a favorable time I have answered you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. And I will keep you and give you a co- a co- for a covenant of the people to restore the land, to make them inherit the desolate heritage heritages saying to those who are bound go forth to those who are in darkness show yourselves along the roads they will feed and their pasture will be on all bare heights they will not hunger or thirst nor will the nor will the scorching heat or sun strike them down for he who has compassion on them will lead them and will guide them to springs of water i will make all my mountains a road and my highways will be raised up Behold, these will come from afar, and lo, these will come from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinem. Shout for joy, O heavens, and rejoice, O earth. Break forth into joyful shouting, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his afflicted. Promise to Zion. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and the Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your builders hurry. Your destroyers and devastators will depart from you. Lift up your eyes and look around. All of them gathered together, they come to you. As I live, declares the Lord, you will surely put on all of them as jewels and bind them as and bind them on as a bride. For your waste and desolate places and your destroyed land, surely now you will be too cramped for the inhabitants, and those who swallowed you will be far away. The children of whom you are bereaved will yet say in your ears, The place is too cramped for me. Make room for me that I may live here. Then you will say in your heart, who has begotten these for me, since I have been bereaved of my children and am barren in exile and a wanderer, and who has reared these? Behold, I was left alone. From where did these come? Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations and set up my standard to the peoples, and they will bring your sons in their bosom, and your daughters will be carried on their shoulders." Kings will be your guardians and their princes, your nurses, their princesses, your nurses. They will bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick the dust of your feet. And you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hopefully wait for me will not be put to shame. Can the prey be taken from the mighty man or the captives of a tyrant be rescued? Surely, thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty man will be taken away and the prey of the tyrant will be rescued. For I will contend with the one who contends with you, and I will save your sons. I will feed your oppressors with their own flesh, and they will become drunk with their own blood as the 
as with sweet wine, and all fl- flesh will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. God helps his servant. Chapter 50. Thus says the Lord, Where is the certificate of divorce by which I have sent your mother away? Or to whom of my creditors did I sell you? Behold, you were sold for your iniquities, and for your transgressions your mother was sent away. Why was there no man when I came? When I called, why was there none to answer? Is my hand so short that it cannot ransom? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, I dry up the sea with my rebuke. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stink for lack of water and die of thirst. I clothe the the heavens with blackness and make sackcloth their covering. The Lord God has given me the tongue of disciples, that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not, and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. I gave my back to those who strike me, and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting. For the Lord God helps me, therefore I am not disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up to each other. Who has a case against me? Let him draw near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who is he who condemns me? Behold, they will all wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them. Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Behold, all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with firebrands, walk in the light of your fire, and among the brands you have set ablaze. This you will have from my hand. You will lie down in torment. Israel exhorted, chapter 51. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave birth to you in pain. When he was but one, I called him. Then I blessed him and multiplied him. Indeed, the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and her wilderness he will make like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord." Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and sound of a melody. Pay attention to me, O my people, and give ear to me, O my nation. For a law will go forth from me, and I will set my justice for a light of the peoples. My righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will wait for me, and for my arm they will wait expectantly. Lift up your eyes to the sky, then look to the earth beneath. For the sky will vanish like smoke, and the earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants will die in like manner, but my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will not wane. Listen to me, you who know righteousness, a people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of man, nor be dismayed at their revelings. For the moth will eat them like a garment, and the grub will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation to all generations. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days of old, the generations of long ago. Was it not you who cut Rahab in pieces, who pierced the dragon? 
Was it not you who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, who made the depths of the sea a pathway for the redeemed to cross over? So the ransomed of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion, and everlasting joy will be on their heads. They will obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of man who dies, and of the sons of man who is made like grass, that you have forgotten the Lord your Maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth, that you fear continually all day long because of the fury of the oppressor, as he makes ready to destroy? But where is the fury of the oppressor? The exile will soon be set free and will not die in the dungeon, nor will his bread be lacking. For I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea and its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and have covered you with the shadow of my hand to establish the heavens, to found the earth, and to say to Zion, You are my people. Rouse yourself, rouse yourself, arise, O Jerusalem. You you who have drunk from the Lord's hand the cup of his anger, the chalice of reeling you have drained to the dregs. There is none to guide her among all the sons she has borne, nor is there one to take her by the hand among all the sons she has reared. These two things have befallen you. Who will mourn for you? The devastation and destruction, famine and sword. How shall I comfort you? Your sons have fainted. They lie helpless at the head of every street, like an antelope in a net, full of the wrath of the Lord, the rebuke of your God. Therefore, please hear this, you afflicted, who are drunk, but not with wine. Thus says your Lord, the Lord, even your God, who contends for his people. Behold, I have taken out your hand, the cup of reeling, the chalice of my anger. You will never drink it again. I will put it into the hand of your tormentors, who have said to you, Lie down, that we may walk over you. You have even made your back like the ground, and like the street for those who walk over it. Cheer for Prostrate Zion, Chapter 52. Awake, awake, clothe yourself in your strength, O Zion. Clothe yourself in your beautiful garments. O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean will no longer come into you. Shake yourself from the dust. Rise up, O captive Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the chains around your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus says the Lord, you were sold for nothing, and you will be redeemed without money. For thus says the Lord God, My people went down at the first into Egypt to reside there. Then the Assyrian oppressed them without cause. Now therefore, what do I have here, declares the Lord, seeing that my people have been taken away without cause? Again, the Lord declares, Those who rule over them howl, and my name is continually blasphemed all day long. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, in that day, I am... The one who is speaking, here I am. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. They shout joyfully together, for they will see with their own eyes when the Lord restores Zion. Break forth, shout joyfully together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, that all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. 
Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch nothing unclean. Go out of the midst to her. Purify yourselves, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. But you will not go out in haste, nor will you go as fugitives. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard, the exalted servant. Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be high and lifted up and greatly exalted. Just as many were astonished at you, my people, so his appearance was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Thus he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him. For what had not been told them, they will see. And what they had not heard, they will understand. Psalm 69, a cry of distress and imprecation on adversaries. For the choir director, according to Shoshanim, a psalm of David. Save me, O God, for the waters have threatened my life. I have sunk in deep mire, and there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and a flood overflows me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. Those who would destroy me are powerful, being wrongfully my enemies. What I did to steal, what I, what I did not steal, I then have to restore. O oh God, it is you who knows my folly, and my wrongs are not hidden from you. May those who await for you not be ashamed through me, O Lord, God of hosts. May those who seek you not be dishonored through me, O God of Israel. Because for, for your sake I have borne reproach, dishonor has covered my face. I have become estranged from my brothers and an alien to my mother's sons. For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept in my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. Those who sit in the gate talk about me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the greatness of your loving kindness. Answer me with your saving truth. Deliver me from the mire and do not let me sink. May I be delivered from my foes and from the deep waters. May the flood of water not overflow me, nor the deep swallow me up, nor the pit shut its mouth on me. Answer me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. According to the greatness of your compassion, turn to me, and do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Answer me quickly. O draw near to my soul and redeem it. Ransom me because of my enemies. You know my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. All my adversaries are before you. Reproach has broken my heart, and I am so sick, and I looked for sympathy, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They also gave me gall for my food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. May their table before them become a snare, and when they are in peace, may it become a trap. May their eyes grow dim so that they cannot see, and make their loins shake continually. Pour out your indignation on them, and may your burning anger overtake them. May their camp be desolate. May none dwell in their tents, for they have persecuted him whom for yourself have smitten whom you yourself have smitten, and they tell of the pain of those whom you have wounded. 
add iniquity to their iniquity, and may they not come into your righteousness. May they be blotted out of the book of life, and may they not be recorded with the righteousness. But I am afflicted and in pain. May your salvation, O God, set me securely on high. I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. And it will please the Lord better than an ox or a young bull with horns and hoofs. The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his who are prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there and possess it. The descendants of his servants will inherit it, and those who love his name will dwell in it. First Corinthians chapter 14, Prophecy, a Superior Gift. Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Now, I wish that you all speak in, spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy, and greater is one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may receive edifying. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what will I profit you unless I speak to you either by way of revelation or of knowledge or of prophecy or of teaching? Yet even lifeless things, either flute or harp, in producing a sound, if they do not produce a distinction in the tones, how will it be known what is played on the flute or on the harp? For if the bugle produces an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for battle? So also you, unless you utter by the tongue speech that is clear, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. There are perhaps a great many kinds of languages in the world, and no kind is without meaning. If then I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be to the one who speaks a barbarian, and the one who speaks will be a barbarian to me. So also you, since you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek to abound for the edification of the church. Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the mind also. Otherwise, if you bless in the spirit only, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? For you are giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not edified. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. However, in the church, I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. Instruction for the church. Brethren, do not be children in your thinking, yet in evil be infants, but in your thinking be mature. In the law it is written, by men of strange tongues and by the lips of strangers, 
I will speak to this people, and even so they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So then, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophecy is for a sign, not to unbelievers, but to those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues, and ungifted men or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are mad? But if all all prophesy and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that God is certainly among you. What is the outcome then, brethren? When you assemble, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or at the most three, and each in turn, and one must interpret. But if there is no interpreter, he must keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others pass judgment. But if a revelation is made to another who is seated, the first one must keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may be exhorted. And the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. The women are to keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but are to subject themselves, just as the law also says. If they desire to learn anything, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is a prop, for it is improper for a woman to speak in church. Was it from you that the word of God first went forth, or has it come to you only? If anyone thinks he is a prophet or spiritual, let him recognize that the things which I write to you are the Lord's commandment. But if anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. Therefore, my brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak in tongues. But all things must be done properly and in an orderly manner. And those are our readings today. And so back in Isaiah, it seems to be a little more uplifting in our, in our readings today, the promises. Um, so that was, that was nice to have that little bit more of a, um, you know, the, the promise of a savior, the redeemer, God, um, coming to the rescue that, that, uh, you know, that in my salvation to all generations, but but my righteousness will be forever and my salvation to all generations. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as the days of old, the generations of long ago. And um, that, that is, that's powerful, very powerful. Reminder of who God is and his promises to his people. And our psalm today um, Just again, another um, Psalm of David coming to him in his time of um, what would it be? It would be uh, just in his time of need. I mean, he had a lot of people um, against him, and he was distressed by that. Um, 
he just, the decisions he made in his life, and he he felt terribly about those. And with that, he, with his repentance and his humility, um, you know, pouring out his heart to God, he, I mean, God loved David and forgave him. And what beautiful, what a beautiful relationship they had. And uh, Psalm really displays that so well. And so today over here in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14, um, just specific instructions uh, for the church uh, in Corinth from Paul and talking about uh, the gift of prophecy <clears throat> and, you know, distinguishing the difference between that and speaking in tongues and, and what they what those two things are for. And also um, just the order of things, uh, how, how that they, you know, who could pass judgment, who could not, um, just being very specific in um, directions of how this, uh, you know, how they can all work together as the body, as the church. And um, there is, of course, the, uh, in verses 34 through 36, or I guess it could be, you know, 34, 35, talking about the women's role. And again, this could be um, taken uh, as offense uh, to some women when they read this, these verses here. But um, I, again, I've had a lovely uh, commentary explanation of this by Mike Winger. I've mentioned him before. He's, he explains it so well. And I agree with with how with his opinion on it. I do. Um, it just, and I think I brought this up the other day about the role of women that we are to help our husbands to meet the um, expectations of the Lord. Right? We are there to help our husbands to do that and to. Um, and so, what it says specifically in the time of church that women. Um, should not speak is that is for that specifically. It is to represent that women um, are there to uh, when when they ask a question at home, right? Because it 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 in modern times it's like oh my gosh they can't even talk in church they have to go home and ask their husband something they can't ask anything at the church. Well, it's designed that way so that when they ask, when women ask a question of their husband at home about something, if it's in relation to the church, or, I mean, I guess it could be anything, but this, I think it's specifically talking about in relation to the church or a question about God or something. Um, she asked her husband at home so that he stays in the word for her, right? It, it's it, our husband's are designed to protect us and to teach us. <laughs> and so there's no, um, you know, there's no, you're less than woman, you can't speak in church. No, it's, it's to help us to fulfill our role that by asking our husbands at home, we make sure that they're staying in the word. 
And so I think it's actually, I think it's actually pretty beautiful, honestly. And I don't take offense to it at all. So what an awesome role we get to play, to be quite honest, to make sure that our husbands are, um, you know, meeting, meeting the expectations of, of, of the Lord on them. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say our prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for your promises of salvation, of a redeemer that we get to read about in, in you know, before Jesus came. It, it just brings us into what it was like, what everyone was going through, what the world was like before Jesus. And just to try to simply um, imagine what they might have been anticipating and to experience their faith in you to provide that one day. And some of them not even seeing it here on earth come to be. But to imagine the strength of their faith is incredible. And may we learn. May we learn from them and strengthen. We, we pray for strength, Lord. We pray for you to strengthen us in our faith. especially when we feel fear or a lack of clarity, Lord. When we feel overwhelmed, we ask for the strength of faith. And we thank you for specific directions and expectations that we can meet, we absolutely can. And we can repent when we fall short and be washed clean again. We thank you for, of course, your son Jesus. And that he came and took our place on the cross because of our sins. We thank you for our salvation in him. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. And may you be empowered. May you feel hope. May you feel strength in your faith. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.